0: lead team athletics podcast. I got my guy Tevin in here. I'm your host, Kyle, Kyle Littori, and We have the pleasure of having all American, Southwest Minnesota state legend, former NFL player and current NFL trainer, TJ Dean with us today. How's it going, TJ? Hey, what's happening? I'm good, man. How y'all boys doing? Doing good. well. Good have you on the show. Yeah, good to be I heard here. I heard you ran away to Tampa Bay. What's going on? Man, you know,
1: Tampa the home. You know, I always I can't stay with you too long, man. You know, little bro, he, uh, you know, it's uh, it's tight with us right here, man. So, don't nobody else touch him but me. So, I had, to, I had to get out of here. He need that work. I got to come. You know what I'm saying? Talk about
0: your little brother real quick. What, what's his name? What's he doing? Where is he at? Yep,
1: yep. Little bro. So, Mazzy Wilkins. um, Played defensive back, cornerback for Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa, born and raised. You know, that's where we from. Um, Started playing football. When, I, when we get him in there, he was like eight. And um, Ashley took a little hiatus from it, you know what I'm saying? Played a little lacrosse, you know what I mean? It was kind of breaking my heart. I was like, but well, he was live at it, though, so I couldn't blame him. Uh, then he came back to it, you know what I mean? Uh, right before high school, he played in seventh grade, eighth grade. Then he went into high school, played at Plant High School. Um it was phenomenal. I mean, technique was always his thing, you know, everything I ever learned in high school. So that's pretty much where, like, the training background started before I even knew I wanted to do it. You know, it was just always training him. You know, I got five years on him, so he was always way younger. So every time I went up the rankings, whether it be Little League, I learned something, i come home and show him, you know, and then uh, go to high school. I was playing DB and receiver, well, running back at first. And, you know, when I'm learning new stuff about DB, because that's what he always wanted to play for some odd reason, you know, I come home and I show him exactly what I learned, and he'll be working on it. He always had that work ethic, you know what I'm saying? I come home from school, from practice. He in the front yard getting busy, you know what I'm saying, on his own. So that's when I knew he had a little something him, you know. And so then after that, you know, he was uh, going crazy as a sophomore in this 707 tournament during the summer that I was able to be back for when I was up at college. And um, that's when he got his first offer from USF, South Florida, right there on the spot after that tournament. Called out, got his first offer as a sophomore. You know, many more came after that. But, you know, um. Like I said, USF offered him first, and it always just felt like a good spot for him. It was home to him. so. And I know he just didn't want to leave Mom Dukes. He didn't want to leave the crib. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, he decided to go to USF, man, you know, uh, fought through some some adversity and that, you know. Uh, coaches really wasn't on that with him his first couple of years there. He had to find himself, too. You know, had to grow, do a little growing up. And then, um, you know, last two years, had, some, had a great junior year. You know, balled out, started, got on the scene, locked down, and then uh, turned himself into a preseason All-American. Going into his senior year, got the job done. Senior year, you know, um, crazy how it went though. He came out there to train with me uh, for the for his pro day, um, going into the to the draft last year, and um, you know, was getting ready for. He had his pro day and a regional combine, which they do now with only about 70 players. It's kind of cool and he wound up getting real sick when he went out there, and he wasn't able to do anything. I mean, like, you know, got a mean stomach virus, couldn't keep nothing down, so that was kind of like a hiccup in the road for him, you know, and then he had to take some time off, so then he flew back to Tampa, you know, because uh, that's where, you know, all the medical insurance was covering him out there, so I didn't want to get no fat bill in Minnesota with me. So we flew him back, and then, you know, he had to take a little break from the training, because he had to recover, and then his protein was right there, so he had a pretty decent pro day, probably not his best one. I think that's where he had a setback at, where the teams wasn't just jumping out at him. Uh so long story short, that go by, the draft go, you know what I'm saying, don't get a call. Then, you know, they hit him up, you know, the Bucks hit him up, wanna bring him in for rookie camp on the trial. So I like how I was, you know what I'm saying, coming out too, but I was expecting him to get much more than that. But and he was too. So that already put a mean chip on his shoulder. So he go through rookie camp, you know what I'm saying, get waived next um, thing you know, he's trying to figure, figure things out. You know what I mean? We mapping it out. I bring him back out to Minnesota, get him right. You know what I'm saying? We had to tap back in. You know, I had to, you know, get his mind back right. At that time, he was going through a whole bunch. You know what I'm saying? A lot of questioning and all that. And it's, it's typical for an athlete going through something like that for the first time as major. You know, but once we got that done, I and mean, it was crazy how it went. Like he came out to Minneapolis. He was out there with me for, like, week and a half. Got right, got right to it. Trained every day. You know what I'm saying? Went back, went at like we used to when he was little. I'm running routes against him, giving releases. You know, you still can't guard your boy to this day. But he has another story. you know what I'm saying? But uh, I mean, surely after that, it's crazy how it worked. He had went back, you know what I mean? Got his landscaping job. Cause I said, you might as well do something to get some paper in your pocket in the meantime. And then he uh shoes working that for three days while he was on the site. Bucks called him back up. And the rest was history, man. He went in there. And, you know what I'm saying? Tore it up, went crazy, and trained to camp. Did his motherfucking, I mean, you know, my bad, keep it sensitive. <laughs> Did, his, Did his thing, man. You know, and, uh, you know, uh, made the practice squad for him about uh, eight weeks in, got activated, and, and kept on prospering, kept on doing his thing, man. It kept on emerging. So, so this next year going to be team. nice. You know what I'm saying? We've been cooking it up. Um, and each of us be expecting some big things out of him, man. I, I know. And one day he's going to be a household name,
2: right? And that's on everything I love. That's what's up. And, and so now you're kind of talking to him about him going into this next year. Obviously, we got the coronavirus going on. With the mm-hmm. athletes that you're training, are you changing up any of your uh, off-season training regimens with them? Maybe going harder, a little bit longer to keep them in shape? Or is mm-hmm. it kind of status quo, same as always? Uh
1: It depends on the batch of group guys. So, like, with my pros um, right now, so, you know, obviously they would be, like, normally in OTAs, you know, so – I try to mix in the skill work as well as with, like, you know, saying speed, strength work, and, you know, conditioning as well so that, you know, we keep them primed up so when they go back and whenever training camp does kick off, you know, it's not a huge drop-off for them. So um, in that aspect of it, yeah, we've been working on every aspect of it, man, just uh, keeping them in shape. And we'll also touch upon the little things in the skill. You know, with Mazzy, our main focus right now is, you know, he a long DB. You know, and and that's his strength. And sometimes it could be a weakness for him to stand within his frame. So that's what we've been pretty much working on is just him standing within his framework because, you know, when he does that, it's kind of, you know, unstoppable. It's nearly not a route that you can run on. Only time that you see that, you know, somebody does something is when he gets a little too wide. And we've been studying
2: that and going over a bunch of tape, you know what I'm saying, and just capitalizing a little Yeah. Do you go over tape like that with all of your your guys? Or, I mean, obviously the pros, they kind of know coming to you, hey, I need to work on this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. But for your little brother, then maybe you're watching more, or you something you do with everybody is try to watch film to kind of specialize what they need to work on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I try to do it with most of my athletes, man. I try to let them know, you know what I'm saying, how, much,
1: how important the tape is. And then you know, I'm a firm believer in that what I do as far as, you know, helping them with the skill work and all that, is, I know it's not enough, it helps. But it's not enough. You still got to increase your IQ for the game. And I like to show them, okay, all those drills that we have worked on, this is where you implement. It. You know what I'm saying? This is where you put it into the game. Let's go watch your tape. And you see this right here? This is what we've been cleaning up with our training. So, um, obviously, my, my little brother is more accessible to me, so we, can, so we can hop on a Zoom call or whatever at midnight. You know what I'm saying? Be watching films like 2 in the morning. Obviously, I can't do that with all my players, but I try to do as much as I can. It's really big in season two. We always have like film sessions on like Sundays, Saturdays, and Sundays where we go over stuff
0: and make corrections week to week. Let's let's bring it back into you though, personally. Before we mm-hmm. get into all that, Let, let's bring it back. I mean, like you said, you're from Florida. You're from mm-hmm. a military family. Your parents were in the Air Force. You traveled around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like, bouncing around a little bit? Do you think that helped molded you into what you are today? You know that that uh. The way you've come up, that resiliency.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it. I think it definitely got a big part to do with it, man. Um, especially just dealing with different kinds of people. You know, that's. That, that, I think that like one of the biggest takeaways. You know, from uh, being a military brat, just dealing with all kinds of people, going to different places, it helped. You know, what I'm saying mold me in that type of aspect to not really shy away from any conversation to try to just adapt to all the surroundings. You know.
0: And I, I really want to jump right into your college too from that because you went from <laughs> from Florida to like the most I hate man it, one of the dog. most towns I've ever been to. <laughs> tell me about it, bro. I'm telling you, it was crazy. Like, so
1: I was I was originally supposed to um post a slide to FAU, man. You know, out of out of high school, but you know, you really couldn't tell me nothing back then, man. You know, uh, so I ain't retake my ACT and all that, which I was supposed to do to get into the school. You know. And long story short, you know, it got to the summertime. They're like, well, look, man, you can't get into the school. We can't get no scholarship. So, you know, it is what it is. We got to use that on somebody else. That's,
0: you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's when reality
1: hit set in. And I had my boy Lester who had went to Southwest the year before me. It was in the same high school as me, Jefferson. You know what I'm saying? Um, And he went there and he's like, look, man, if you trying to still play ball, just come out here. Like, he like, look, it ain't Tampa. But, you know what I mean? You get to still play ball. I know they'll take you. So uh, I sent the coach my tape and then, dude, offered me like the same day. I'm like, damn, this how this works. Okay. You know, so I didn't, take no, <laughs> I didn't even take no visit, you know, to, to Minnesota. I didn't even know where that shit was out on the map. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I get out there, man. You know what I'm saying? I, first thing I see in Minneapolis, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to make this shape. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm riding with the coach that picked me up. You know, um, I'm playing at Marvin. I'm like, oh, it's Marvel America, right there. He's like, yeah, yeah. I said, shoot, school probably like, what, like thirty minutes away or something like that. He's like, nah. He's like, we got about a, we got about a three hour drive. I'm like, damn, three hours? Like, what you mean? So I, I'm already like feeling this type of way now. When we pull up, I look at campus. I'm like, yo, I don't know. So I'm immediately like, I'm texting mom and pops. Like, yo we're going to have to figure something else out because this, this ain't it, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, it turned out to be decent, man. Like I say, like I say, man, uh, I appreciate Marshall for what it was like, you know, you got, you got to definitely make the fun out there, but, you know, it helped moment. I feel like I can, I can be in any type of environment. You now. like, you know, just to, just to keep it G, you know, um, I come from Tampa. We, eat a lot of black and, you know what I'm saying? Latinas and Spanish, like, and I go out there to Marshall. It's predominantly white, like you know what I'm saying. And not just white, but real white, white. white, miracle yeah, is white. Like, they, they farming. I'm I'm the first brother. They didn't see. They asked me dumbass questions like, like know oh, what you you know you don't know that's offensive, bro? What you ask me about watermelon and chicken and all that for, man? What's wrong with you, Like, You know. So I mean, and that the first part, the first year was a little shaky. You know, just adapting. You know what I'm saying? I'm out there. You know. Getting in the little tussles and all that, just because, I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm young. I'm fresh out of Tampa. I don't know if you're trying to disrespect me or if you're actually curious. You know what I'm saying? But at that time, I wasn't taking no chances. But uh, it was cool, you know. And then uh, uh, went through some some rocky stages with the, the quarterback that I had there.
2: I said, you <laughs> would have known that your quarterback was going to be the most overrated quarterback in the history of Southwest Minnesota State. <laughs> oh, God. You <laughs> talking about Charlie. He knows Charlie. He knows my brother. He's talking about he Charlie. Would known, <laughs> yeah. You would have known, mean, hey. about the quarterback before hey, Charlie.
0: Hey, Charlie. Hey, oh, no, no, no. You can't <laughs> come at Charlie around me,
2: bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you would have known That's that Billy Kerr was going to be air mailing passes, throwing uh, them ankles. for Tinkins at D.C. State in Tampa. Oh, man, you can't come in my boy
1: for me, man. Nah, okay. Charlie, yeah. Hey, tell you Next what, percent. Charlie turned out to be, like, my biggest blessing, though, man, because it was in a struggle. Like, my oh, first yeah. year when I, played, when I played as a freshman, you know, it was love because I had my boy Ryan Radican, there, Cali boy, you know what I'm saying? It was on the same page, you know what I'm saying? Every time I got in the game, because they was playing me on the playing time, but it's another story. You know, he'll throw me the ball, though. He'll make sure he got my way because he knew what I could do with it, you know what I'm saying? So, mad shout-outs to him, like, Ryan Radikin, man, he was – real real cool dude and, and could throw, this, throw the hell out that ball, you know what I mean? And then once I moved on to my next quarterback from my ju- my sophomore and junior year, it just wasn't like that, you know what I'm saying? The connection wasn't there. Dude couldn't throw a spiral, but he they still kept him in there. I ain't getting no targets, you know what I'm saying? So I'm starting to – and mind you, my mindset ain't never swayed from going to the league. I, I didn't care where I was at, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, look, I'm going to put together the best tape ever, I know you know what I'm saying. I could test out well, you know what I'm saying. That's never been a thing for me. So once I just get in front of some people, I'm gonna make a shape, you know what I mean. But then as I as those two years drift away from me, I'm like, man, I ain't making no noise. I ain't got no stat line, like you know what I mean. My my sophomore year, I think I had like 22 catches for like 200 yards, yeah.
0: 307 yards and two TDs. The following year, 28 you know 20 interceptions, seven yeah. touchdowns, and four. It's not gonna rounds, get you to so. the next level. You know what I'm saying? So
1: I'm I'm in. The, and then what people don't know about that sophomore year is that, like you said, I had uh, 22 catches. Hell, I had I don't know 10 catches in the first two games. You know what I'm saying? So I just tell you how the rest of the season went for me. I'm like, yo, like I started off hot. You know what I mean? Like I'm, we was doing good when I was getting the ball. Huh? What's happening now? You know, was the
2: quarterback just bad, or was your offense more of a run first offense?
1: Nah, the quarterback was pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> He was pretty terrible, man. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. He know that though. You know what I'm saying? He know what it is. I ain't even, I ain't even gonna say his name to even give him no pub. You know what I'm saying? That's how, that's how I still feel
2: about him. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure <laughs> also, I think the, heard the heard most that. frustrating thing is a wide receiver because you could be the best wide receiver in the world, but it's ball, a line can't block. Ain't nothing over with. Hey, th- This is what I want to get into,
0: though, before we do this. Before, before I get you into his senior year, before I do that, I really wanted to let you envision what, what TJ was like, what Anthony Dean Jr. was like, bro. Uh, hey, man. Um, imagine seeing – Don't nobody use the government, man. <laughs> imagine seeing Andre Johnson against a bunch of kids on the field. That's what Man, season, right? that's, that's, that's love right there. Appreciate tell, that. Bro. You look just like him out there, big as hell. I don't I don't know how you weren't D1. I talk to Charlie about it all the time. Because I came yeah. for that was his junior year, your senior year mm-hmm. was my brother's junior year. So yeah. I was yeah. all those games once he started playing. And I remember being like, How the hell did this kid from Florida end up here? Man. I, I couldn't believe it. So Great. here's a stat line though, Tev. 103 receptions in 12 games, yep. 1010 yards. 18 touchdowns.
1: Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: How many receptions that I have in 12 games?
1: 103. 103? That's what it says. Man, if I had 103 catches, we wouldn't even be having this conversation, bro. I'd still be up in the league going crazy right now. So, do you not have 103? No, hell no, bro. I had 48 catches, bro. (laughs)
0: Where, Where did that come from? Well, that, so, that, that must be career, bro. That's yeah, career. Career. No, so, like, that's Chris, what man, that's what the site Chris says
1: online. Hell no, nah, because because what you call it? Uh, Hewitt just broke the record out there for the most catches, like in. I don't know, like, in SIC history, he had, like, 101 or something like that. Not, bro, I'm telling you, I was like, damn, if I could have had 100 catches,
0: like, I would have went crazy. Like, what you talking 100 about? 100
2: catches, bitch, where?
0: Dude, mm-hmm. that's right. crazier, crazy. though, of 48. If you think about it, that means 21 yards a catch. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. 21 yards a catch. That's they got. They got
2: mm-hmm. a. Do they have a drops stat line on there? I didn't see that, no. Bro, I don't believe in those. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like,
1: I don't even know. You can go, you can watch raw tape. You ain't gonna see some of them, man. man you know what man. I'm saying? If, if a- I had 48 catches, I probably only had about 53 targets.
2: Man, you know what I'm saying? That's ridiculous. That's yeah. And when you have so few targets, it's like. Every one of that comes your way, you're like, yo, I can whatever I gotta do, I'm catching it because I don't This ball's coming back my way. And and that that right there, what you said, bro, that's
1: why my senior season was like the way it was, because I knew it was all or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mind you, like I did decent them past years, but to me, them was like no disrespect to the NSIC. I, man, a lot of conference, you know what I'm saying? It's mad talent, man. People coming out all the time. But I felt like, you know. It, it didn't feel like, you know what I mean? That, it, it wasn't tough on Saturdays for me. And I'm not trying to be arrogant or nothing like that, but I put in work for it to be that way. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. So, I feel like, man, I had to score every time I touched the ball. That was my mindset because I don't know when it's coming back. History showed that if I get one catch, that could be my only one for the game, maybe even the next two or three. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm going to make that mug of tea.
2: Right, and I say especially after the year before when you had twenty two all year. You know what I'm
0: saying? You, you know, there was some controversy the year before that too about my brother actually being the quarterback, and then something man, like I don't even man, know. What what ha-
1: ha-
0: wonder what would have so, happened? So,
1: let me take. Let me take a little story about that real quick, man. We got the time, so um, about that. So I'm in my junior year. at this point. Like I'm telling you, it got nasty, man. Like midway through the season, I'm realizing, okay. My starting quarterback, he really not – he not knowing what he got at me. So I me. And I don't know why. Whole team telling him I'm going crazy in practice, like fall camp. I went nuts. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking, I'm finna. this is it. This All-American season right here. You know, halfway through the season, I realized, okay, I'm living for my senior year. So I'm going to start setting it up. So I wasn't even running with the ones in practice. I told – I was going to coach like, yo, I just want to – you know what I'm saying? I just want to work with the twos because that's what Charlie was. So, I'm like, I'm running with the twos, and we going crazy. I'm talking about, I ain't been caught with a ball in stride in two years. You know what I'm saying? My boy catch me in stride. We bombing him up. We going crazy. And for some reason, Coach Sado didn't want to put my boy in. Like, I'm telling you, like, I'm not exaggerating. And I'm telling you, like, the starting quarterback was not throwing spirals consistently. Like, if you're a quarterback, that shouldn't even be a thing. You know what I mean? So, I'm, I'm disgusted. You know what I mean? And. So I was I already had been linking up with Charlie like from like week six on, and he was supposed to play start the Sioux Falls game because the quarterback was hurt, and he decided that he wanted to beg the coach to let him play and come in there and, and ruin. I mean, me and Charlie practiced. He practiced all week. Nobody else, but I don't care who it was. If and if nobody practiced the whole week, you didn't play. You know what I'm saying? Charlie took all the one reps. Probably the best practice we've had all season. You know what I'm saying? Like, we connect. Everybody looking like, yo, TJ and Charlie finna go off. We in practice going nuts. Come game time. I'm telling you, Charlie. And you know Charlie, he got, he like to get drippy for the game. Yep. When he wasn't starting, he didn't care. He was like, I'm wearing all this old shit. I know I ain't getting in. Charlie was drippy this game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> looking nice out there on this. I'm like, yeah, me and you finna go. We finna make history tonight, baby. <laughs> so I, 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 bull. I BS you not. We in pregame. We gonna to go over the first 10 plays. And Coach saw to call up the ones. And he stops Charlie and puts in the other quarterback. And I look back and I couldn't even hold it. I said, yo, whoa, what is this? The whole team hurt. I'm looking like, whoa, what? And from that point on, my whole vibe was just killed. And you, it, it killed Charlie. It killed them. Like yeah. I'm like, like, y'all ain't got no faith. Like we just we balled him I can see y'all looking trash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Long story short, get in that game, he don't look at your boy. We get we get beat, we get murked, and then we go back to the same old. But then later on my junior, we played with knowing because he went down again. Charlie come in on that on that exact drive, we scored touchdown.
0: Connect. And then, yeah, and he had like three touchdowns. I think he ran two in that game and threw the one. Yeah,
1: balled out. Yeah. Then and then, then I then watched that. It. I never went back to the bench match next match.
0: week. Yeah, dude.
2: Did that lead to any confrontations in the locker room between guys of, like, people that were... guys are lucky
0: I wasn't there, because I would have been making problems. (laughs) You know me.
2: You know I was throwing the pot, but
1: they ain't hearing me. You know what I'm saying? And everybody everybody Everybody. on the team was ready for Charlie to start. You know what I'm saying? It was just Solder that was like, he got like his, like, non-compete clause with the quarterbacks. Like, nobody... Everybody just wastes their turn. Like, this is crazy. But, yeah, so that was junior
0: year. So, you know. Yeah, that... I, I have a... I have a pent-up aggression towards Sato. I think that was bogus. I mean, Charlie, just like you, you should have been somewhere else. You should have been at a bigger school. I still think Charlie should have been at a bigger school. I'm mad that he didn't go to a bigger school, but that dude sold him a dream. And I know Charlie will never say that because Charlie loves that dude, and he has nothing but respect for him. But that's me as a person who cares about Charlie. beyond. Man, track, Charlie, right?
2: Charlie could have went to NDSU, and he'd be in the league right now. Dude, I tell him that every day? Hey, the coaches tell him that, his, that every day. I mean, obviously they put went the crazy. Team. Brock Jensen had a little stint in the league. They're like, and now Trey Lance—he about to go to the league. Oh, uh, he about to be first, first round in the league? Oh, Trey Lance might be the number one overall pick. They just oh, had yeah. Mike Piper on uh, today yeah. talking about. Oh how yeah, he is. So. I think he'll oh, be, yeah. be the second Tre- quarterback Tre- taken.
0: The second. I don't um, think he's yeah. going ahead of Trevor, but I, I, I think he'll be the second. He ain't come out. He ain't come out the same
2: year as Trevor. No, because he's not he'll coming out next year. year. He could come out. A true freshman, that's what I'm he saying.
0: You
2: don't was a think he's out next, next year? year? No, he could. He, I think he could come out. He could go oh, out next yeah, year. he could come out home. Huh? That's what, what I'm saying. I think oh, if he, he goes, goes out next, out next nah, year. Nah, he ain't going to come out like, next
1: year. He ain't going to come out next year. He
0: come out. He's still at NDSU. They don't come out early. But Charlie should be in the league. Charlie should be in the league.
2: Yeah. TJ, he should still be in
0: the league. I get mad thinking about all that.
1: Nah, I don't get mad at it, man. Everything happened the way it's supposed to. I'm grooming these cats up, giving them game. You know, for a while I had that chip on my shoulder, but when I let it go, man, life got good again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I went to a dark place, you know what I'm saying, for the league, you know what I'm saying? I went through those trials and tribulations, but, you know, I'm, I'm in a good place now, man. And, you know, I like I, today I go out there, I, I always run routes, you know what I'm saying, against the NFL DB still, you know what I'm saying, give them work, and that's my pleasure. You know what I'm saying? So. It's
2: cool. Did uh like post like being in the league and you say you went to a dark place, like as I went through that transition as well, like going from NDSU to not playing anymore, and you gotta kind of redefine like yo, who am I and find find yourself? What was that process like for you? and How did you manage through that kind of time in your life? Man, it was tough, man.
1: It was it was real tough. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and just to just to backtrack, just so we get that stat line right off oh, my boy Kyle. It was it was it was 48, 48 catches. You had the you had the thousand ten yards right, you know what I'm saying? And it was 18 TDs. So,
0: but now nah, okay. we're gonna move on. But um, throw in the all-American and team MVP. Yeah, yeah. Like all, yeah, 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 Well, it, yeah, it was yeah. it wasn't sure right. They didn't want to give me that. And it, you know what's crazy? They didn't even want to make your boy captain, my
1: senior. That's crazy. But that's um to answer, answer my man's question, um, it was it was tough, man, because you know, uh I could see if it was just based off of talent, like I had a hard time dealing with the politics in the NFL, mm-hmm. you know, um, from being on teams and seeing cats that was there and uh, making plays and, you know, and the other guys ain't really doing that. But they came from a division one school and they already had invested into them cats and they stayed and I had to go, and you know, and they're continuously going out there. I'm I'm, I'm training all day long with cast that's in the NFL. I'm going against NFL defensive backs. I'm I'm beating them in one-on-ones. I'm doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm doing what I need to do at these workouts. I'm going to these workouts with these teams. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I ain't dropping the balls. I'm killing the 40. I'm doing everything I need to do. You know, and they're telling me, oh, well, you've been out a year. Your tape's getting old and this, this, and that. I'm like, well, dude, I blew my damn hamstring. Like, you know, like, you know, what you expect. But the tape ain't going to lie. Let's just let me get in camp. Let me show you what you know, so I could do for you real quick. So <clears throat> adjusting to that was, it was it was huge because I just, for the longest, I didn't know, but having that having that love from, you know what I'm saying, just people and having that routine, or, you know what I'm saying, and being around my guys and scoring touchdowns, like that thrill, that, that drive, that adrenaline rush, it was a big part of my life, and I didn't know how to live without it. You know what I'm saying, and uh, you know, um, I just I had to just step back. And when I went to that dark place, the only the thing that brought me out of it was that. All right, I said I'm gonna give it one more shot. You know, so in 2000, I want to say 2015 or 16, Cameron was one, whatever the the year was that Mitch Lightning came out, mm-hmm. is when I finally got my hamstring back. You know what I'm saying? I was feeling good um he had hit me up because we I, I was i was notorious for always being wherever quarterback was that they want to throw you know what i'm saying so he was like look man i'm getting ready for my pro day you know i need some guys to throw to what's up you down I'm like hell yeah
0: i'm down
1: what's up and so it turned out to be a great situation man i go out there and start training them and it was the beginning too so we think like in december with this you know what i'm saying january been throwing with him rich gannon turns out that he's the one that's going to be helping him out with his mechanics and all that. So he comes to the field, he's giving me game, you know, about Tim Brown, Jerry Rice, and all that good stuff, man. So that uh, brought me out. Got my spirits back up, you know, and I told myself, I said, I'm going to give it everything i got. I'm going to take a shot at it. If it don't work, it's cool. And I know I give it everything i got. I did give up. So did that. Um, shoot, turns out that Mitch was allowed to get me in there for his pro day. You know what I'm saying? To catch some balls. now okay, nah, I'm going to get in front of some scouts again. We am going to what's up. So, um, do that. And I showed up to the pro day, like, well, shoot, you want to run a 40? I'm like, I ain't worked on it, but shoot, yeah, I'll run that mug. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? Get out there. wound up running a 4-4 on the 40. Caught every ball. You know what I'm saying? Snapped off. It was a good, good great, great pro day. Uh, wound up getting a look from a couple teams from that. So, I had already previously worked out with the Cowboys. But then uh, after the pro day, they seen me again out there. So they, uh, they flew me back out, you know what I'm saying? Everything was smooth, man. Like, <clears throat> I probably that was probably one of my best workouts I've ever had, you know. And I think it came down. I was out there for a few days. I was, like, the longest workout I ever had. Usually you go to work out, and they, like, fly you back where they sign you. Wow, they was, like, let me hang around for a few days. So I'm thinking, I'm cool. I'm talking. To I was Austin, awesome. Turned into a scout out there. We getting to work, you know what I'm saying? I was able to meet devs. Like, it was cool. And then they decided to go another way. You know, and I was kind of hurt off that because I'm like, it's the second time y'all didn't see me. Like, y'all gotta want me this time. I look better than I did the last time, you know? Um, <clears throat> So that happened. I come back. And then the Detroit Lions work me out. And they come to Minnesota, and they, they want to see me and Mitch. So going there and do that, that was probably the best workout I've ever had. You know what I'm saying? And they decide not to rock with me. So the draft comes up. This all before the draft. So the draft come up. No teams hit me after the draft. So I was like, all right, you know what? I got to start moving in another direction because at this time I got my daughter or some of my girl pregnant. So I'm like, all right, I got to start making some career moves. I'm, I'm being a little selfish right now. So I um, uh, wound up getting a little, little gig at Lifetime. a manager there, you know what I'm saying? And I'm still grinding though. Now I always, I knew I, I still needed to be a part of the game. What pretty much brought me all the way out of that dark place was that, you know, I had my baby on the way, you know what I'm saying? I gave it all I got. I was cool how I went out. It wasn't because I was out there just dropping balls and this, this, and that. And that would have had right. me messed up. But I knew I snapped off. It's like, all right, cool. It just ain't meant for me to be in the league, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I was cool with that. And then I just, when, when I kept going to the field and stuff, though, I always had cats that was asking me how to do this, how to do that. And then, you know, TNT Academy came about. You know what I'm saying? One of my guys, T-Sync threw it in my head. Like, yo, you should probably, you know what I'm saying, start doing something with this, make it a business or whatever. I'm like, all right, well. And then it just took off from there, man.
0: Well, let's let's rewind it a little back before you get into TNT, and I wanna I yeah. wanna talk to you about your preparation for the NFL with Mark Ellis. Mark Ellis mm-hmm. used to train me, so I know Mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mark knows what he's doing, man. He, yeah, yeah, Mark very cool dude, and he's the one who kind of got you into. I mean, you kind of always had that in you with the workouts, but didn't mm-hmm. you finally start seeing it a little bit different way because that wasn't your major or anything, was it? No, I was majoring in corporate finance. Yeah, so to do that mm-hmm. flip, that's way different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he kind of, did he flip a switch for you? Is that what made you get into this? Like, what, what happened there? I thought mm-hmm. that was some inspiration, or am I wrong? Uh, No, I mean,
1: I don't know if he flipped a switch, but he definitely, like, as far as the ed- educational part of it, like, he was, he's huge in that, you know what I'm saying? As far as, you know, knowing the biomechanics of everything, knowing the anatomy of the body and. You know, and and what is the difference between, you know, strength and power and speed—the things, the, the things you do to work on—to, because those are all different things. And I, me growing up, I'm thinking shoot, all that, you know, what I'm saying that's all going towards speed. If you if you strong, you fast, or this isn't this, that. But it wasn't the case. And he showed me how to differentiate those things, and he just gave me that education that I needed. And once I was able to do that, then it, it sort of just helped. Everything become full circle for me on how I approach my training. So that's what Mark Ellis did for me, man. And he was a pivotal point for me into like, well, for me just keep going. He was always in my ear, like, nah, dog, you got, you got too much because he had some guys that he training for the pro day, and I come up there, hop in, you know what I'm saying, not clock a crazy time. he's like, nah, bro, you can't, you can't just be done yet, you know what I'm saying. So he was a big part of me taking that that last round, go-round attitude, though. You know what I'm saying? And he still continues to educate me, too. And I come to him with questions about training and all this, this, and that, too. So that's that's the part that the OG Mark played, man. That's the OG right there.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a really cool dude. He gives back a lot, too. I know
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: when I was going, he was he was getting kids. I was one of them. He was getting kids in for free just because he believed mm-hmm. in high school. He's yeah. like, oh, I see something in you. Come in here and work out with us. Like, yeah. I don't care if you can't pay me. I just I want to see you succeed. And that's the type of vibe he's always been. I've always loved Mark, he's the man. Yep. Yep. That's a bad dude. Let's bring it back then to the TNT now with Terrell. What mm-hmm. you guys got cracking over there? Cause I know your biggest thing is trying to bring people's fullest potential out of them and starting at a young age, something you wish you had when you were a kid.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep.
0: Uh so what was the question? What you asking? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell me about TNT. What you got going on with you and Sinkfield? Uh, Before I interrupted, my bad. No, no, you good. You good. Um, so we,
1: uh, when I mean, we getting it done, you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, it started off, you know what I'm saying. We was uh we collabed up on the joint, you know what I'm saying. It's when he's still playing too. Um, and uh, as we grew, you know, it just, you know, um, training is something that you just gotta really have that type of passion for. You know what I'm saying because it's not a, it's not a, it's not an easy process. It's not a quick process. You gotta wait to see progression. You gotta really buy into people. You got to stay constant. You know what I mean? And it's not a need. It's a want. So everybody ain't going to always be there. So you got to constantly grind at it. And, you know, I, it, I had more time. I, had, you know, I mean, it was what I wanted to do. Um, so it was mainly, you know, me doing the training. He pushing it, being a brand ambassador for it. You know what I'm saying? Helped me out in a major way with that. You know what I'm saying? Connect me with guys in Minneapolis and this, this and that, because he from there, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? So he vouching, like, yo, look, this is my guy. Come get down. This, is and that. So he played a huge, huge part in us getting this thing rocking like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, now it's to the point, man. He didn't took his route. He playing sports. He doing his DJ thing. And, you know, it's still all love. You know what I'm saying? I still my brother to the end. And um, he gone, <clears throat> he's uh, he always hit me up. We still chop it up, you know what I'm saying, on the TNT stuff too, man. He tell me like what he's seeing and some adjustments, you know what I'm saying, can be made. And I'm always gonna hear him on that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so that's where we at with it now. And uh, you know, and it's and it's it's uh it started off, man. First year is like, I'm out there, I can't even give away sessions. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to snatch boys, pull them to the field, you know what I'm saying? And you know, it just had to had to change the culture out here. Football is obviously different out here in Tampa than it is in Minnesota. The Cats don't really look at it the same way. But uh I can so I can slowly see the culture shifting. Like I got my 707 team now. Um, got the TNT going, and it's just they're just starting to see how you can apply the things that I'm teaching directly to the game and earn scholarships, and you know, so just change their life. So um, that's Were what you, I said. No, no. Were you
2: training in Sinkfield when he was with the Vikings in that process of switching from um, offense to defense? Mm-hmm. Yep. What was what was that like for how he, like <clears throat> for how big how big a role did you play in getting him to be able to go from being a NFL wide receiver to flipping over to being a NFL DB? Uh, it was, I, played, I played a pretty decent role. I'm not gonna lie. It took a village, man.
1: We had he had a good people behind him, like Mark Ellis chipped in on it too. Um, my guy Paul Jones was working in on it too. He got his own spot out there at the base, man. Um, you know, and and uh, I was just I was chipping in. You know, what I'm saying he'll pop up to the sessions. We getting in work. I'm, I'm we watching tape. You know what I mean? So, uh, I played I played a nice little role in that, man. He was he was committed to it. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's obviously a tough switch. Not many people can do it. And he put in the time, he put in the hours. He told me to critique him, critique him hard, don't hold back. You know, and I always did that. And that's what I always do all my hours. I can't, I can't hold back because I feel like I'm cheating. you. So um, I, 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 pretty, I played a pretty decent role in that, man. And he, he did his other part and showed up and showed out. So,
2: Yeah. And would you say having him being able to switch positions and succeed, is that one of your most proud moments as a trainer? Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely. It was definitely that, man. For real. It was huge.
0: You know, I, I love your attention to detail. Um, but I mean, that's 10 years ago when, when we were all training and stuff like that, seriously. I mean, I know you still are every day just because that's what your thing <laughs> is. But, Kevin, yeah. we've been out the game for a minute. But um, when we were doing it, it was more about, like you said, the strength, the power, and the speed. Nobody was teaching us technique. Everybody was just saying, hey, just show up, and it, whatever else that's your gift. But, I mean, trying to prepare us to, to run faster, to be stronger, that kind of deal. So it's really cool watching your stuff now because I've been obviously digging in on you and watching how you're doing stuff with kids. I mean, you got young kids and you're teaching them how to do breaks and how to how to come off lines, off jams and stuff like that. Um, I've never seen somebody do that at that age. So, I mean, is that just because you did that in college? I don't even know if they're really teaching you that at Southwest like that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I, I just know, you know, the details like that. So if you want to mm-hmm. break into that? That'd be cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I mean, that's always been a huge thing for me. I think that's like, man, like I said, man, me and my little bro, man, we we love film, you know what I'm saying? We we study, we study, we, we and we study others. Like, you know, my whole thing, I always to my app, is like if you're trying to really make a run at this thing and pursue your dream of playing professional football, you got to look at the ones that's already where you want to be, you know, and that's what we did. We, we tried to emulate the greats as much as possible. You know, so we was real detailed on how they move. We wanna, we, used to, we used to go out to the field and, and say who we was. Like, look, I'm, I'm Randy today. You know what I'm saying? I'm Richard Sherman. I'm Champ Bailey. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm Antonio Brown. I'm A.J. Green. This, is not that. Like, we did it. There's Bryant. Because we wanted to look exactly like them. You know what I'm saying? But we, we was breaking down how they used to move, and we used to go out there and do it the same way. You know what I'm saying? So that's where the detail came from, and now it's like, that's really of my biggest passion, like you said, with the youngins, I want a whole crop, you know, the young guys, like starting around, like, you know, 10, 11 years old and just growing them up from that, because then I'm teaching you good habits out the gate. A lot of people don't know that when these high schools are coming to me, it's like the first year I'm working with them, we just breaking bad habits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It takes a minute to do that, you know what I mean? And then the guy got to be completely committed because it's frustrating. When you think you got something figured out, you come to a session, you realize, oh, man, this is the basics, and I'm, I've been doing it wrong this long. You know what I'm saying? So they got to get over that mental block, and they got to be, you know, they got to be bought in to the, to the process. You know what I'm saying? Because it can't just happen if you come into a session here, come into a session there, and, you know what I'm saying, it got to be consistent. It's got to be for the long run. So that's why I like getting them young, grooming them up, teaching them right things off the real. So then they get their head start. You know what I'm saying? Minnesota already got that stigma that's like, all right, Minnesota, y'all got linemen. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what I'm here to change. tempo they don't I don't feel like I feel like I could come out here, I can I can go crazy. You know what I'm saying? But I don't feel like that's I'm not much of a needer. I got guys out here that do, you know what I'm saying, what I do and they're pretty good at it too. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm here to help where the help is needed. And that's why I wanna start this whole thing up. You know what I'm saying? My goal is I, I don't I don't shy away from it. I don't try to act like it, it is something that it ain't. No, I'm I'm out here to be You know what I'm saying? The coldest trainer. You know what I'm saying? If anybody coming through Minnesota, they gotta come holler at me. I'm trying to take over the whole Midwest. I want the I want it on lock. You know what I'm saying? I I, I need all that. That's my way of, you know what I mean, hitting my other goal other than the NFL. You know what I'm saying? If I'm not gonna get it there, I'm gonna get on, I'm gonna get back in there some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be on your sideline. You know what I'm saying, not as a coach, but I'm be there as a spectator because I'm in there because I didn't train some guys that's now in your in your organization. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: when you're doing the stuff in Minnesota, are you are you working a certain area up there? Or you got kids from all over the place. No, they're from all over, man. I got this
1: cat right now, my boy. Shout out, my boy Tuck, my boy Tucker Peterson. Man, he about to go to Bemidji next year. He just he just hit. That's nuts. Nah, It'd be killing me, but I love it because you want to come get work. But they hit me and they like, yo, i like, yo, okay, so that's a bit come What grade you in? Uh, I'm 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 a senior. I'm I, I'm about to graduate. I'm about to go to college. I'm like, oh my god. I mean, Dude, hit me when you were a freshman in high school, yeah. man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, but no, So talk, man. He uh he stay out past Brainerd. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He traveled. You know what I'm saying? Every day to come get work with me. So I got him from all over, man. Saint Paul, Minneapolis. You know what I'm saying west suburbs, east suburbs. They come from all over, man. So,
2: what's you tell the deal? your athletes to play multiple sports or just specialize in football? So, when
1: it comes to the skill work, it's football. You know what I'm saying? Skill position. But when it comes to the speed and agility and explosiveness, um, it's all sports. And that's my main push right now. It's my main agenda is to get that across. Um, so, right now I'm in the process. I've just switched up my logo. You know what I'm saying? I took the football out of that bad boy because I need them to know like it's more than football over here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, uh, making that switch right now, making strides, going good. I've trained some volleyball girls, some wrestlers, some baseball players, you know what I'm saying, a couple of hockeys, you know what I'm saying? So it's there, and they know. Yeah. You know or and no, or no, I it's mean, I guess good. more
2: so if, like, let's say an athlete came to you and was like, I want to make it to the NFL. I'm going to stop playing basketball and whatever else and just focus on football. Would you recommend them to strictly just focus on football? Or would you say, no, nah, you need to also play basketball and baseball or run track or whatever? Um, i wouldn't say that they need to
1: but coming from where i came from i know that playing other sports helped you yeah. know what i'm saying like me specifically my first love was basketball you know what i mean and i think that's the reason why i'm so slippery at the line and i really don't ever get jammed up because i'm just basically putting a basketball in my hand at the line you know what i'm saying and i'm able to be good with my feet at the line and make get that separation to happen and you know what i'm saying avoid defender you know, and, and it and it works in so many ways. You'll see so many great athletes and, and hardly any of them were only just football players coming up. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I would never tell a kid that you need to just focus on football. But if they tell me that's what they want to do, then I'm okay. You know what I mean? I got you because I then I, I know that I can help you add those other
0: things into your game. Yeah. Yeah. Is it uh I mean, how'd you get into the seven on seven? Did you partner up with them to do that? Um, so I was
1: always running the development for them, um, and, uh, he always knew that I was going to eventually start my own team for 707, because, I mean, shit, that's how I got my scholarship offer, that's how my little brother got his, like, that's the way out here, we look forward to 707 season, you know what I'm saying, because we know, alright, it's offer time, we finna get these offers up, you know, for them not to have it out there like that, it was just shocking to me, I'm like, what you mean y'all don't got no 707 teams like that, like, you got a few of them, but it ain't popping. And the kids weren't even hyped to do it. I'm like, what you mean? Like, you want a scholarship, right? So, um, he came and he's like, "Yo, look, I, I'm trying to do the high school division. I know you got to run it." So we sort of partnered on that. It's uh, it's powered by TNT. It's the um, it's the football high school football academy. Um, so it's just pretty much sponsored by my 707, and you know, um, I run that the travel team. is the TNT. it's Team TNT, and uh, unfortunately, the pandemic that went down stopped our traveling. So. Uh, hopefully we can figure something out though. Maybe get some cracking on the summer and then, or just look forward to next season. But uh, that's how that pretty much came about, man. And our first year was last year. We didn't travel. We just played in local tournaments. Did very well. And this year we were planning on traveling, and uh, just when we was finna get on the road, everything went down. So, where would you guys all be traveling to? Uh, we had some setup. We was gonna go down to Atlanta. We was gonna hit Dallas. We um, was gonna hit one in Florida out here as well. And then we had we had, man for the first time it was major, man. We was able to um partner up with pylon and get our first national ranking tournament here in Minnesota. Well they're in Minnesota, I'm in Tempe right now, but you know. Yeah, yeah so it's gonna be it was gonna be love. Players can come in, get national rankings, baseball seven oh seven, we're gonna have college recruits there, everything. Like it was gonna be real nice. We had teams set to come out, you know, we was gonna cap it off at sixteen. We already had about twelve teams ready
0: to come from all over the country, you know, so um we gonna make it happen though what's it like lining up the coaches to see stuff like that um
1: i don't know it's, it's not that tough you know it's just about it's it's really about the players that you got man you know if you got what they if you got what they looking for if you got something of interest then it's really not that tough you know when it's just you coming out there and pitching you then I'm like all right well i understand you're a great trainer but where your players at you know what i'm saying so it all depends on your personnel man if you got the clientele if you got the athletes then Having those conversations aren't that tough. You know what I'm saying? Setting that up. Like, I'm about to, since all the camps pretty much been canceled for this uh, spring and summer, I've uh, been setting up with some coaches, college coaches, do some virtual combines with my guys. You know what I'm saying? Get them on the conference, the Zoom calls, and have them, you know what I'm saying, do the 40 shuttle and do some uh, some field work and, you know, go from there. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, some of my cats start to get them offers, get on the radar more, and we just keep
0: it moving. It's always got to be answered, you know? I don't know what's going to happen. And speaking of some of your clients, I want to run down that list of Marcus Williams, your brother, Mozzie Wilkins, CJ Smith, John Selliston, um, J-Ron Curse, Mackenzie Alexander, Mike Hughes, Tyler Johnson, Rashad Bateman, Marquise Gray, Craig James, EJ Ajayi, uh, Chris Board, right? Mister, oh,
1: yeah, my boy, my boy, Ross Travis. I came to my boy, Ross, you know what I'm saying? My boy, Killer <laughs> you what know? I'm saying my boy, Titan. Yeah, it's another one out there, too,
0: man. Uh, yeah, man. I've been blessed. I ain't gonna lie. I've been blessed to work with them guys. The TNT Academy, man. Is-, is there anything else you want to get at, Tevin, before we wrap oh, this all oh. up? Oh. I don't
1: know, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know, man. I will to push me some more clients, man. Let them boys know I'm doing everything. I'm out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? And make sure we got we got the stat line cleared up. You know what I'm saying? We good on that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh... But no, nah, man, um, I just pretty much just say, like, for the Cats, though, you know, it's out there, you know what I'm saying, it's pressing on and, you know, chasing their dream. You know, just make sure you stay laser focused. Don't worry about what everybody else, you know what I'm saying, around you is doing. Cause, you know, um, if it's somebody that's doubting you and your dream, they're probably just pushing their fears off on you because they feel like they can't do it themselves. You know what I'm saying? Keep grinding for your guys that's out there that's not getting the offers you're liking. You know, it really don't matter where you play at. You know what I'm saying? You can't hide talent. You know what I'm saying? Just don't stoop to that level of talent wherever you go. If you go D3, don't play like you D3. Play D1. You know what I'm saying? If you go D2, don't play D2. Play D1. Have that Division one mindset. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you do go D1, don't think that, you know what I'm saying, you're a made man just because you're in D1. You know what I'm saying? Keep on driving for the next level. You know what I'm saying? You'll find yourself getting there. and Use your resources. You know what I'm saying? If you got somebody out there that's willing to help, you know what I'm saying? Use them as a resource. You know, not every – nobody really goes on the journey and do it themselves. You know, you watch these 30 for 30s. You watch all these documentaries, and you're really not going to see too many players I was out there, and, and they don't shout out anybody else within that journey for helping them get to where they're going. You know what I'm saying? So don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to use help, you know, and go out there and get it. You know what I'm saying? It takes a village. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah, preach, preach. Absolutely. I completely agree, man, and we appreciate you coming on, dude. When we get back in the studio after the pandemic, we love to have you back in there.
1: Yeah, I gotta hop back in, man. You know what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta dig deep on, on the personal side too, man. We had skipped over a little bit, but I'm, I i got to give y'all that too, man. You know what I'm saying? I'll go to that journey because you know what I'm saying that, that that senior season. That's 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 all
0: I got to live off of. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it was hard to track you down to get you in here, man. I was begging people man. to 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 hook it up. I had Croc texting you. I had my brother. I had everybody hitting you up. Man. My on Instagram. Once I saw everything you had going on, you were the first, one of the first people I wanted to call to get you on. So it took this long, bro. We've got oh, like 20-some episodes you recorded. Are here,
1: you out here acting like you don't even know your boy, man. You know what I'm saying? You could have <laughs> hit me right "Oh,
0: man. You know what I'm i was like, maybe this dude forgot me, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Never Hollywood. I can't switch up. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you coming on, TJ. And thanks, thanks again. Appreciate you having me, man. It's love, man.